Greetings HPR listeners, my name is J.A. Mathis, and today I'll be talking about Firefox OS. Now, as far as I know, I don't think anyone has made an HPR episode on Firefox OS, so if I'm wrong about that, please do let me know. I uh, wouldn't mind checking that episode out. Uh, it's a new technology that I'm very interested, very excited about, so please let me know if I'm wrong saying no one's done any, any episodes on it. But Anyway, Firefox OS is a new mobile OS developed by Mozilla. The idea is using the open web as the app store. And that's not to say that apps are strictly websites, because they're not. There are two primary types of apps. One is hosted apps, which they are essentially websites that are hosted somewhere else, and you have to have continuous connectivity to be able to use them. And the other are packaged apps. And packaged apps are what most people are used to on, you know, iPhones or Android devices. And they're apps that are packaged with everything they need to run. They can be run offline. And the primary difference between the two is what APIs they have access to. For instance, hosted apps would be more limited in what APIs they can hook into. And packaged apps will have a little more leeway on that. Uh, this is part of Firefox's Firefox OS's security model, which I plan to go into at a, on a later episode, because they they use a layered approach to security, so you have different levels of access to APIs. But that's beyond the scope of this episode. I, I want to do episodes later on that, and and episodes on how apps work and app development for Firefox OS. But th this episode is basically an overview of what Firefox OS is. Now, Firefox OS itself has three layers or core technologies. Uh, the layers are Gonk, Gecko, and Gaia. Gonk is the kernel and hardware abstraction layer, or as most people call it, the how. The kernel itself is a Linux kernel, so it's very similar to Android, uh, all based on the Linux kernel. And then the next layer, Gecko, which that's the layout engine and application runtime. Now, as you may know, Gecko is also the layout engine for the Firefox browser and the Thunderbird email client. It includes the networking stack, the graphics stack, the JavaScript virtual machine, and the porting layers. And the final layer is Gaia, which is the user interface or UI. It also controls everything drawn on the screen. Gaia includes by default all the apps that you know we're all familiar with on mobile devices, the lock screen, phone dialer, text messaging app, calendar app, etc., etc. Uh, Gaia is written in HTML5, and I should point out when I talk about HTML5 that I'm talking about a group of technologies as a collective. And HTML usually encompasses HTML, CSS, uh, also known as cascading style sheets, and JavaScript. Uh, what about apps? Well, right now, Firefox OS is pretty new. It began development uh, as boot to Gecko in 2011, and a year later was renamed to Firefox OS. So, it being new, obviously, there aren't as many apps as there are on other platforms. If you think back to where Android was in approximately 2009, uh, there weren't a lot of apps, but this is kind of where Firefox OS is right now as far as number of apps. However, this is changing. More apps are being developed and added regularly. For example, Google has just released an official YouTube app for it. 
Uh, many other widely recognized names are making apps for the platform. So, and right now there is currently a Firefox Marketplace. You can check it out at marketplace.firefox.com. You don't have to have a Firefox OS device to try it out either. All you need is the Firefox browser and you can browse the Marketplace. Uh, not only can you browse, some apps are installable into the browser, similar to the way you can do on Google's Chrome browser. Also, if you have an Android device that's running the Firefox browser, you can install some of the apps on your Firefox or excuse me, your Android device as well. There are free and paid apps in, in the marketplace. And of course, there are web apps available across the web that can be used. And I know that Amazon recently is now accepting HTML5 web apps into their app store and for the Kindle Fire and Android devices. I don't know if they will work on Firefox OS at this time. Technically, they should, but I'm unsure at the moment whether or not they put up any kind of barrier and are limiting access only to Android. I'm assuming so since the Amazon Marketplace has to be installed from an APK, which runs only on Android devices. Maybe in the future, as Firefox OS grows, they'll, they'll provide access to the HTML5 apps there. But as of right now, I don't see that. I haven't heard anything as far as whether or not they're going to do that. And I know what you may be thinking, though. Hasn't the whole web app idea been tried before and failed miserably? Yeah, you're right. They have. Apple has tried this approach with the original iPhone. However, the difference is the API access. Apple made the API access on the original iPhone so restrictive that most apps really weren't all that functional. Mozilla is allowing access to some, as I mentioned before. So this way they'll be more functional. They're not taking the whole walled garden approach that, you know, uh, Apple and Android and Windows RT are. The idea is to keep the web open. That's Mozilla's primary goal. So and that's another great thing about their approach is anyone can develop apps for it. All you need to know is how to develop an HTML5. You need a text editor and Firefox browser. That's it. There's no huge barrier to entry, no fees to be paid, nothing like that. It makes an, This will make it an ideal platform for you know, institutions with limited funds, you know, such as schools, nonprofits, small businesses, and libraries. Apps can be developed at a much lower cost than they could on Android or iOS, for example. So, I mean, it makes it good for learning, too, if you want to learn how to develop an app or learn HTML5 and what you can do with it. It's a good platform for that. Okay, so... Now, if you're curious, how do you try out Firefox OS? There's three primary ways. Obviously, obtaining a device is the, the main way to go about it, which I'll discuss more about shortly. There's also the free way, which is installing the Firefox OS simulator in the, in the Firefox browser. Just go to addons.mozilla.org and search for Firefox OS simulator and install it into the browser. It's also a handy tool for debugging apps and and then trying out apps you create before actually trying to run them on a device. I'll go more into that in future episodes where I, you know, where I plan on talking more about app development. As far as devices go, there are a few available. All of them are smartphones. However, 
there are tablets in the works, and, and also Panasonic has announced a smart TV running Firefox OS, but as of right now, the tablet and smart TV aren't available. The devices available are the currently are the Alcatel One Touch Fire, the Geek's Phone Keon, the Geek's Phone Peak, LG Fire Web, Huawei Ascend, and the ZTE Open. By far the easiest one to get your hands on is the ZTE Open. The specs are nothing to write home about, but it is available. ZTE is selling it through eBay in the US, UK, and Hong Kong. In the US, it runs about 80 bucks with no contract. It's unlocked. So there's that's it, 80 bucks. You get the phone, you own it. It's a GSM phone, so if you plan to use it on a, a network, a, a phone network, you'll need to go with a GSM carrier. And it will also need a SIM card. And as far as I know, it'll work on any GSM carrier. As far as, as I said, the specs are nothing special. It's got a one gigahertz Qualcomm single core processor, a three and a half inch HVGA capacitive touchscreen with 160, at 165 pixels per inch, a two megapixel camera with no flash, no front facing camera, 256 megabytes of RAM and 512 megabytes of storage. Storage can be expanded up to 32 gigabytes for the micro SD card. Like I said, nothing special, but it gets the job done. They're primarily aiming at emerging markets and people getting their first smartphones and are trying to compete with feature phones, thus the low cost and low specs. But I have to say Firefox OS runs quite well on it. There's some lag, which is to be expected, but it's not a frustrating experience to try to use it. The other way of trying it out is to build it and install it on a compatible device. Right now there are a few compatible devices, all Samsung, uh, Samsung Galaxy S2, and that's only the i9100 model, the Samsung Galaxy Nexus, the Nexus S models GTI9020A, and GTI9023, and the Samsung Nexus S4G, and the only model to work on is the SPH D720. I personally have not tried building and installing on either of those devices since I don't have access to one. So I can't speak to the level of difficulty of that, but if anyone has, I would certainly like to hear about it. And uh, of course, if I had access to one of those devices, I'd definitely give it a go. So. That's all I have for this episode. I intend on, record, intend on recording more episodes in the near future. I certainly do want to touch on app development and security for Firefox OS. But this was just an overview of what it is. I'm including lots of links. Definitely do check out the Firefox Marketplace links and the Mozilla Developer links. There's a wealth of information on the Mozilla Developer Network site. I've spent many hours just reading through some of the documentation there. Lots of good stuff. If you're interested in, at all in Firefox OS development, I recommend signing up on the developer mailing list, which is very active. You can find it at list.mozilla.org slash listinfo slash dev dash btg. Hopefully I'll be back soon with more information on this great new platform. Until then, goodbye and keep on hacking.
You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.